Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD, where the doctor helps you unlock your full potential by equipping you with tools and knowledge in the areas of health, wealth, and wisdom, anchored in his experience as a business executive, a physician surveyor for the Joint Commission, a former mayor, and over 50 years of experience as a general surgeon. You've got questions, he's got answers. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome to the Health and Wealth and Wise podcast uh, with Dr. William Choctaw. We have an exciting guest uh, with us today, uh, a friend of mine, someone that I've grown up with uh, to some extent, uh, John Natividad. Um, and John's going to share some of his experiences and some of his words of wisdom. Uh, one of the things that we've learned is that you don't have to be 80 years old to become wise. You can become wise at 30. And, and uh, John is in his 40s, and so he's, he's, he's learned a lot and has traveled a lot. And so we're absolutely delighted for him to be with us uh, today. Uh, good morning, John. Good morning, Dr. Chakta, and good morning to all your listeners. Uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I, I'm very blessed and honored to be able to, to speak with you today. It's always, it's always great to talk to you and catch up. Great. Thank you. So, you know, I, I, and, and let, let me say that I've known John for years. Uh, John and his family are very close to my wife and, and, and family. Um, I, so, John, tell, tell me what, what you've been doing uh, since high school. Oh, sure thing. So since high school, of course, I went through the, you know, went to college, but I, I had a circuitous route. Okay. You know, I think in high school, uh, there were times where I didn't do as well or I wasn't as effective. You know, I was a bad student, frankly. Okay. So the one thing, at least uh, I would say, is that I had an opportunity to explore different things at an early age, Okay. that not everything was a linear path. Okay. High school for me wasn't a linear path. But eventually, I was on the path, uh, went on to get my undergraduate degree from Cal Poly Pomona close by. Okay. Started, yeah, started into consulting, uh, working for KPMG in Los Angeles okay. before moving to New York uh, with the boutique consultancy. And that's where my career really took off. I started working with much larger clients, and it was a much leaner organization. That's an accounting firm. Yeah, it was an accounting firm, but I was doing more of data strategy, I would say, uh, from a very high perspective. And so the clients were very similar. Of course, if you're an accounting firm, who's the first person you talk to? It's your, your auditors. Hey, I have a problem. Do you have anyone in your company that can help us? And right. so that's certainly, certainly where my career ha has blossomed. I, I find it interesting that you mentioned that you didn't take a linear <clears throat> in terms of high school and college. What, what would you advise students who are not who may be listening now who are not taking a linear route uh, you know what what lessons like you you know you don't have to go into detail if you don't want but just in general what type what, what did you learn from all of that i i learned that education happens in many places on many dimensions okay. you might you might not be the best uh student in a classroom but there's other avenues for you to really learn you can learn in whether it's a trade school uh, whether it's lear learning from your mentors. And, you know, there's two two lessons that I've learned that have stuck with me uh, that were not from teachers at Cal Poly and not from teachers at Kellogg. I went to Northwestern uh, for my MBA. And two of the the biggest lessons in my life that stick with me till this day, one is from a priest, uh, someone we both know, uh, Father Tony. Yeah. So he mentioned to me years ago, 
that relationships matter. Yes. So rela- at any time when, 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 you're, when you're dealt a bad hand or the chips are down, you can lean on those relationships if you've, bu- if you've taken the time to build those. Right. And I think th- that to me is one of the key things. The next lesson I've learned was from someone that was from, I, I guess you could say, not, not, not the brightest individual. And, and frankly, he was, he was a member of, of certain nefarious, he was a gang member, I guess I could just, without tiptoeing around. Okay. He said to me, everyone has a plan until you get hit in the mouth. <laughs> I know that's attributed to Mike Tyson, but as an impressionable y- young man, right. that lesson stuck with me and I will always attribute it to him. And I think having a diverse education, really, your education just okay. doesn't happen in the classroom. It can be from anyone. It can be from anyone, regardless of their background. And so that's, I think, key with, especially with the way that the world's going, that we, we hear now a lot of uh, operations and firms are bypassing the uh, need for a degree. Really? Um, yeah, there's, if you can show that you have the skill set, uh, you know, whether it's in technology or whether it's in strategy, if you have the skill set that can really um, make up for the lack of a, a degree and you have that experience, I think that's, you know, an avenue for people. However, I will say that education is still still key especially for your your listeners who might be in different parts of the world yeah to give you a bit of to give you a bit of additional color i'm currently based in tokyo the last 10 years of my career or the last 10 years of my life frankly have been in split between hong kong tokyo shanghai singapore and that's where i've learned a lot of yeah yeah i would say that i've traveled quite a bit and it really started from being flexible Okay. Right. I think uh, being flexible and understanding that just like education, your career is not a linear path either. Like if you take advantage of the situation and you have a certain set of base skill sets that you really believe in and you know you can deliver with, right. Being flexible on okay, can you can you can you head over to, to Tokyo for for six days and help a client out? And then for me that turned that for me that turned into six years and a wife. Wow. So, <laughs> I, I packed. I packed the suitcase. I packed the suitcase, and the next thing I know, I'm there for six years. And of course, I had a lot of different stops in between. I'd say w- one of them being Singapore. I think that that to me was a very big point in my life mm-hmm. because while I was in Singapore, I had moved uh, in 2019, really from the from Hong Kong. Yeah on the back of the things that were happening in Hong Kong at the time, there was a lot of capital flight. I had seen that, okay, this is, I see where the next opportunities in Asia are going to be. For me, that was Singapore. I saw the money was flowing into Singapore. Let me go ahead and follow that. The minute I move into Singapore, about three months later, it's January, 2020, COVID hits. Oh my goodness. That's right. Yeah. And for, for all of you guys or who are in Asia, you, you would understand, you understand that the, a lot of the lockdowns in, in Asia were much more serious than they were in other parts of the world, like the U S you know, I had a, a 30 square meter apartment, 400 square foot flat in Singapore. And for six months, I was there alone just by myself, really not the, the lockdowns were so serious that you couldn't meet with your friends or these types of things. And as an expat in Singapore, if you leave, you wouldn't be able to come back. So I decided to tough it out where the only person that I'd speak to in person was my uh, Uber delivery driver for six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that gives you a lot of perspective and it forces you to, to readjust your, you know, to kind of readjust your, what you want in life. And that's, that's what led me to, you know, kind of revisit what, 
you knew me as really just uh, spending a lot of time with family right. and really trying to give back and do things that way. So after COVID, uh, you know, I reassessed, I decided, okay, it's, if I, if, if for some reason I passed away in my apartment, the first person to find me would have been my assistant. And that was a very sobering thought. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Well, you know, I, I hadn't thought about the whole COVID thing. It's interesting. The, the thing about relationships, every podcast that I've done, we've done 40 so far, I always end with my lessons learned. And one of those is what you just mentioned, that everything is a relationship. A relationship. Yeah based on mutual respect, mutual trust, good communication. And if you have that, then you're in good shape. And if you don't have that, then you've got some work to do. Yeah. You know, I, absolutely. And you, you, I, I've, I've been had, had so many of those experiences where I had a relationship, of course, with, a, with a, at the time, a subordinate of mine at, uh, at my last firm. We were good, were good friends. I brought him on um, to my firm when I was in Asia. And then I took some time off after Singapore, and guess who hired me into his firm? Who? The, the guy that I hired oh, is that seven right? years before. Yeah. So it, it's okay. it's so cyclical, and it did work. And so the, it's the, those relationships where it's 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 a two way relationship. You put in what you take from it, and and really genuine empathy and understanding. It's like, hey, I want to help you. My my goal is for you know, for, for my, the people that I have these relationships with to get some sleep at night. You know, we work, we have a very, we work in a global economy. Work is being done everywhere. People are, people are working at all hours of the day. What I really want to focus on with my friends, it's like, yeah, I just want to make sure that you guys get what you need for, for me as a colleague, as a friend and what comes of it may come. And for me, that ended up being hired by my previous subordinate, which is, which is fantastic. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. Going back to your experience in that, that small apartment for six months, how did you, how did you get through that? I, 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 I just, oh. how did that work? <laughs> so that, that was, that was up, I guess, logistically, lots of food delivery. Singapore was very serious about its, uh, lockdown. So I got through it that way. The other way was really keeping in touch with friends and family digitally, you know, FaceTimes and Zooms and watching, but watching them get older over FaceTime was was kind of heartbreaking for me. So I, it really helped me get through that time knowing like, okay, at the end of this, I will be able to see them. Yeah. And so it's, I would say I would not wish that on anybody, but I was, I did have a lot of spare time in the hours that I wasn't working. I picked up, I picked up uh, pottery. I picked up Python and I, I started watching cricket and cricket is a, a major sport in Singapore. So I picked up yes. cricket. And, and so, you know, I, I tried to make the most out of, you know, an ideal situation, you know, just to have extra time and I'm alone. I was alone at the time. I was not married. So I certainly tried to do as much as I could to keep myself busy. And so you use that time to actually to grow however uh, you could. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think the idea of lifelong learning to me is key. Yeah. I like to try to learn something new every day, you know, whether it's reading a newspaper. I still like to read the tactile newspaper when I can get my hands on it. You know, I could be a Luddite at times, even though I work in tech. And so I just try to learn something new every day, whether or I'm learning from something from the grocery at the grocery, whether it's from someone or something right so i try to i try, I try to take the time and 
I think about that actively. It's like, okay, have I learned a, have I learned something new today? Okay, and and that's really very smart to to consciously be aware of where you are mentally and physically, and to and to have 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 a plan. You know, to yeah. have the uh, uh, standards or things that you want to achieve as compared to being. Um, um, uh, passive, you know, to be more active and to be more involved and to take charge. Interesting. Uh, tell me more about the work that you do. I'm, I, I was fascinated by the, the, the terms of data analytics and and dispute investigations. Now, I I, I, I think legal when I hear that, but I I'm not sure I'm not sure what all that means. Sure thing. So from a very from a very high standpoint. Uh, you know, as as a, a attorney, you would need to understand the kind of the discovery process, right. and you can imagine the discovery process now with the amount of data that's being generated on a daily basis. When we're thinking of items like your iPhone or your Apple Watch that gives GPS locations, right. where okay, where was this individual at this time of day? So there's this real lo- huge amounts of data that need to be thought of. In, litig- in litigation. So as you can imagine, there's not too many lawyers with that background. And so I found this niche about 10 years, uh, 10 or 15 years ago, early on in my career. Um, and it's really just around large amounts of data uh, in a dispute between two parties in an investigation uh, by, you know, um, the Department of Justice or the SEC. And so this, uh, this is the problem not just in the US, but for American companies abroad as well. Okay. Or any foreign company that's publicly traded in the United States is still has to adhere to the to the regulations here in the US. And so as you can see, that's a very that can be a very portable skill set. Absolutely. Yeah. So th- that to me was important. Uh, I would say when I made the decision to move into this, I understood it was a niche. I I I enjoyed the strategy of things more, but for me, strategy is different in different countries. What can get what what can I leverage into a career that allows me to move to different countries? And that was really important to me at the time. Being able to see the world, frankly, on someone else's dime. But and being able but also being able to help clients in different parts of the world and build relationships with people that I would not have met if I did not move out of the United States. So there was an element of intentionality for that with you. You you wanted to find that niche and and make sure that you you had a skill set that was marketable that that and marketable in multiple countries. Yeah, there's you know I can move I I can move back and saying early on my career when I started I I knew that I wanted to be in Asia. I had taken a, a backpacking trip. Okay right before I started working and I realized, okay, this would be great if I could make it out here and if I could work here and, you know, do some good, you know, in my spare time while also being able to grow my career. And so what I really thought about is number one, like you said, the marketable skills, mm-hmm. but, but number two, once I was at a large, a firm that has that global reach, I thought, okay, who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to build relationships with who can help me get to Asia? Yes, yes. And so, you know, just being very deliberate in your plan uh, and be, being very deliberate and working towards your plan, you might not take 10 steps a day, but you might make half a step and that's still, that's still progression. But why do you think that your plan work and others who I'm sure and maybe had similar ideas didn't work? But what, what do you think was unique about the, either the way you did it or... Or, or whatever that allowed you to be successful? I would say 
Well, the two two major things, and really one, it goes back to relationships as well. Yeah. One, the person, the first person that I worked with, that once I started looking, making a deliberate effort to, hey, I want to be based in Asia. I want to move to Hong Kong. I want to move to Tokyo. The first person who I looked towards was the person who I've worked with for the past ten years at different firms. Uh, we might do business together, but. She she she's one of my mentors, and she was really key. And me being able to show all of that thought and effort beforehand was like, hey, you know what? You're serious about this. You don't want to just come out and and kind of you know just party. You really want to come out and do some good work. And so I think that made such a made such a impression on her that she's been my mentor since. Yeah. So relationships. I know I keep on harping on that, but it's certainly for me that's been it. And number two is uh, willing to take risks, um, willing to take risks and be uncomfortable. You know, it's certainly before moving out to before moving out to Hong Kong, I was taking Chinese or Cantonese lessons. Yeah. I was taking Mandarin lessons, but I wasn't only. But six months in, I get a call from a client in Tokyo. Hey, can you come over for six days? Next thing I know, I have to learn Japanese. Right. And of, of course, that's not a that's. That's not in the easiest situation. It's a very volatile moving from one country to another over the course of a month, essentially, <laughs> just on a, the drop of a you know, just basically at the drop of a hat. I would say being opportunistic. When you see that opportunity, you smell that opportunity. Right. You see that that you might you're going to have to put in the work, but at the end of the day, can can you do some good work there? And sure. And so I think taking risks for me was the and the relationships are the two of the biggest things that propelled me. I would think that it's certainly to be able to take those risks and to be able to um, uh, and move when those opportunities open up, um, it, it requires a certain degree of competence. What, where does your level of competence come from? How did you, you know, because a lot of people want to do those things that you've done, but they never yeah. uh, and probably never will. But why? What? What? Where, where did you get that that confidence that made you think that you could actually do it? So you went ahead and did it. It's 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 there's no magic answer, but I would say preparation. I was I was prepared. I prepared myself at every step of the way. I, I when I when I chose my university for undergrad, I picked a university that was very that fit me. Not because it was a big name. It's because their program was something that I could see myself being successful in. Right? I, I they would give me the tools to succeed. I was prepared once I started my career. Because I knew who the players were in, on day one, you know, I did my research due diligence. Whether you're using LinkedIn, whether you're looking at whatever anyone's published, and you know, this is this is some something that I tell a lot of you know when I speak at schools and these types of things is know who know your audience. You know, LinkedIn, read anything they've ever published, read their books if you can, if they have, and that really gives you an i an idea of the steps you can take next. And so that for me, that prepar- it was just the preparation. Preparation, and you know, I would love to say that I'm a big gambler, but I'm not. I, I'm. I need. I need data. I'm a data guy, so I need to ingest as much data as I can to make a decision. And and that makes a lot of sense. That 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 you prepared for this wasn't an accident. You as you yeah. said, you did the work. I mean, you you when you picked out your school, it wasn't just because of the name, but you knew what you wanted and you wanted to see and wanted to make sure that school was compatible and would help you along with your goals. And and I think that that again, that level of intentionality, 
is is a lot of times something that that we we don't do as much as we should. We sort of wait for that magic moment, and indeed, you create the magic in your own life. You know. Yeah, that's that's certainly the case. It's um, when you see that opportunity, sees it. You really only. If you let it pass you by, you know, you, uh, and we've, we've all done this where you, you see an opportunity and you, you're thinking about it months and years later. What if I did this, if I did this differently? You know, I think my goal is really by being prepared is that I won't have it. I'll have, I can minimize my regrets later on. Right, right. That, 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 that's, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. I, as you travel around the world, well, let's, let's just say in Japan, in Tokyo, what what have you learned of some of the, the the major differences between Tokyo and say California? So I would say cult, the culture is drastically different. I would say that you know it's the work culture is it's it's less of a meritocracy like it is here in the United States and more of seniority. And so having to understand that and coming in as the coming in as the guy from America. Or as that, you know, kind of like that expat from the U.S., I, I had to understand, like, I'm not here to reinvent the wheel. I'm just here to make sure that it's less noisy. Right. And it's and under, having a good understanding coming from California, where we're really blessed with huge diversity. I had grown up with Japanese friends and I had grown up with Chinese friends. I've grown up with European friends. And so when I made it out to, you know, all the, the stops that I've made it to, I wasn't surprised because I spent time around their, my friend's parents. I spent time around, uh, you know, first generation immigrants. So when I get back to when I got back to Asia, it was I wasn't surprised by anything, mm-hmm. and I, I was really cognizant of respecting the values, the cultural values, but understanding where I can add where I could add my value. Right, right. Where, where, where you would fit in? So where I would fit in. Right. You you did your homework. You know that you, I did my homework your experience and that and, and that's that that is so important because i think what what it does is it it, it sets one's expect expectations appropriate at an appropriate level and allows you the opportunity to reach those expectations by having a plan you had a plan <laughs> yeah and but but at the same time and this worthy getting getting punched in the mouth everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth until right you get punched in the mouth and you until you get punched in the mouth and you will get punched in the mouth no matter how prepared you are right. no matter how brilliant you are you will get punched in the mouth and recovering for that is, from that is key and i would say that's actually one of the differences i've seen in the us versus you know parts of asia uh, i can say we're in the us we have the SATs uh, in, in various parts of Asia. Uh, there's the, the the university entrance exams. If in the U.S. you don't get perfect scores or the scores that you want in your SATs, you can go to a community college and you can transfer into the school of your dreams. In Asia, if you, you have a one shot at that. You have one shot. If you don't make it in, there's fewer avenues from, from an educational standpoint to then get into your dream school. And so I would say that's the biggest difference where in the U.S. we second chances are easier to come by. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the bigger differences I've seen. But at, at the same time, you know, if you're prepared, you know, there's no it's no fault of anyone else's except yourself. And so I would say just that's how I, I live it. If, if I if I know that I'm going to run into something bad, I know that it was my 
fault because I wasn't prepared. I like to think about it that way, right? And so those are, you know, looking at that, those are the, some of the bigger differences. Aside from the public transportation, which I miss dearly, I, I am not a fan of driving. Okay. So I like my hour on the bus or the train where I can read a book, I can read, yes. you know, I can listen to your podcast, I can do something, you know, productive, rather than being in a car for an hour to go 20 kilometers or 10 miles and thinking, okay, this is, this is awful. <laughs> that, that is fascinating. You know, go, going back to the whole idea of, I, I, I like your analogy about getting punched in the mouth. Um, yeah. The way I think about that is I tell myself that I need to stay relentless that bad things are going to happen in terms of me not getting what I want, <clears throat> certainly not getting it when I want it. But if it's important, if it's my goal, then I need to stay relentless. And I tell myself, no matter what happens, I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving in that direction. Uh, so it's, I think it's sort of anticipated, again, that you may get punched in the mouth, but that's okay. You know, you learn from that and you, you, you adapt and you move forward. Uh, it, you know, to echo your thoughts, uh, Dr. Chokta, I think it's really learning from you learning from your mistakes. And that's, you know, that lesson, I hope we all learn at an early age. And it's something, something that will never change. If you can learn from your mistakes, you will make progression one step, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Hey, that's still one step forward. Right. So I'll take that. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think another part of that is just being grateful for how you're blessed. You, you mentioned earlier about, you know, advice that Father Tony had given you that that God is sort of taking care of us and, and has a plan also for us. And even if our plan doesn't always work out, our plan may not be the only plan that's working in lives. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's, you know, that's that, that helps me get through the day, just understanding that, you know, there's there's we're on a, we're all on this journey and there's going to be off ramps there's going to be on ramps but at the end of the day you know our goal is the same and the goal is to really live a fulfilled and uh, healthy life right and i think there's so many ways to do that it's not linear there's not just one path it can happen in a lot of different ways when i think about this when i thought of my career choices uh, and seeing you as a podcaster these days right. I, I i'm just <laughs> surprised how you talk <laughs> well, I'm just surprised to see, and and to see your transformation over the years, having you know, as the, at your different stages, and seeing that you know, for for me in my head, it's like ten or fifteen years ago, I never thought thought podcasting could be a a career choice for many people. Where I see, I have friends around me now who are who are doing the same thing and really doing good work and reaching out to a large group of people and you know, doing great things and. Who could have thought about this 10 15 years ago right and so exactly. Exactly. the world is constantly changing uh and we just have to be prepared for it if we're prepared or as prepared as we can be those punches to the mouth won't be as painful and you'll get up much faster exactly exactly I, you know and just to add some historical perspective i first met john when he was in probably in high school, uh, junior high and high school. And John basically was the individual in, in our community who helped my wife and I in our home to upgrade our computer system. And so if you could imagine this this 10-year-old um, computer uh, genius, in, in our opinion, coming in saying, you know, Dr. Choctaw, I'm sorry, but I, I, I can't fix this computer. <laughs> 
<laughs> you need to you need to change it. <laughs> they, they no longer make the parts. <laughs> you you need to just make a decision to upgrade. So he taught us, my wife and I, many, many over many, many years about improving our technology, how to take advantage of the appropriate technology and made our lives much simpler. So when he looks at me as a podcaster, he's got to say, you know, that really is a God. <laughs> 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 it's it's amazing, guys. This guy, and then make him a podcast at seventy six. Oh my lord, that, that that's just that's just not supposed to happen. And so, and we we, we talk about you constantly, Lorraine and I, my wife, about how you helped us, and and that's why we take such pride in what you have done. You know, we, yeah. we look at you as one of our children. I know you're the son of Hanchi, and and and. Yeah. But but we 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 feel blessed that 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 you've been a part of our life. Thanks thanks to your parents for for loaning you to us to help us out, and then to see you do so well. And 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 yeah. and, and the whole idea of not being linear, I think, is just brilliant because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck, young and old. I think a lot of times we older people say, no no no, you got to go this straight line and one to two to three to four to five. And some people said, no, I, I, I go one to three to five. You know, I go every other number. And I think just recognizing that, that, that there is a diversity of approach. And you're exemplary of that and, 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 and how that could work. Well, th- thank you for the kind words. It's it certainly, I've, I've been blessed to have you in my life as well. Just, I remember our trips to Mexico yes. um, for, for the missions and, and learning that there's more, more to life than that chase of, of whatever you want there's take some time off and and i remember this was when you were you had your you know you had, you had your multiple practices your yes. civil service yeah it's still on the weekends we had an opportunity to, to to go to mexico and bring you know help the help the folks there and just making the most of your time if you can do it why couldn't i do it right and that was lessons that you taught me at a young age <laughs> well thank you and, and, and i always remember what the um uh, but what the mother used to tell us when we would go to Mexico to to help, she would say, you know, you come here, you know, thinking that uh, you, 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 you come here to help us, but you actually come here for us to help you. And I, I never forgot that because all of us, whenever we would leave, we were all exhilarated and we felt good. And that even though we were giving, we were also receiving. And we were probably receiving much more than 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 we gave, and I never forgot that. That life is about being a service to others, and that servitude is extremely important because, in effect, that reflexly makes us better and happier and more whole and everything. Well, I, I want to be respectful of your time, and I, I'm just extraordinarily grateful that 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 you've come to talk with us. And any words of wisdom that you would like to leave with our audience especially the young people in our audience. Sure thing. Just be prepared. Be prepared for the next day. Do put in the work today, and they'll be better tomorrows. I, I, I'll promise you that. We've been through, we've seen so much. You can, I know how it is to be very, very down, but I also know how it is where, hey, you know what? I Even when I'm down, try to get that energy, put in the work today, and tomorrow will be better. And, you know, I've, I've faced that, and I think that's key. Just keep on getting up. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And again, thank you, John, so much for 
for uh, meeting with us today and, and sharing your words of wisdom. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, I think, you know, God has a plan and you're part of that plan. And I think your work and your life is, is exemplary of that. And so with that, we're going to let you go and say, God bless. Thank you, Dr. Shakti. All right. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. Be sure to check out other great episodes covering areas of health, wealth, and wisdom at thwwp.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the books, blogs, and other literature in your preferred format. And don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, share, and support the podcast. That's at thwp.com wp.com you've been listening to the healthy wealthy and wise podcast with dr william t choctaw md jd